Good evening. Good evening and welcome back to the Across the Tracks podcast. Yes, sir. And happy new year to one and all. And uh, it's good to be back. I think this is our first time in a minute being back. And uh, it's good to be here and break in a new year. So I'm Wayne. I'm Steve. And we are uh, we're just going to have a, a general conversation tonight. Uh, a lot of things has happened since our last broadcast, which was probably back in November, I want to say. Uh, maybe maybe early, Jan- uh, early December. Yeah, but it's yeah. been probably a month or so since we've uh, been on. A lot of things have transpired uh, since then. And uh, we've 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 been world travelers <laughs> ourselves, <laughs> so we're just gonna talk a little bit about that and uh, kind of move forward from there. Nice. What do you think? Sounds like a plan, my man. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> well, you know me and, and Lynn, we're we're a bit cruisers, and and um, these uh, November we got back down here to uh, Central Florida. And a week after we got down here, we went on uh, a cruise. And it was actually the ship that we were on was the very first ship that we had ever cruised on. And we hadn't been on that ship since the very first cruise that we took, wow. which got us which got us hooked on on cruising. And after it was a 12 day cruise. And it went to Jamaica, it went to Cartagena, Colombia, went to Aruba, wow. uh, it went to Curacao and the Dutch West Indies. It was just a really nice cruise. Um, we came back for a couple of days and then we went on another five day cruise uh, that went to places we had been before. And uh, after that, the kids started coming into uh, coming down to Central Florida. Uh, Stephanie came in around the um, 18th, and we spent the holidays down here and just enjoyed ourselves, and you know, just did family things, and from going to see the manatees uh, to going to the beach on Christmas Eve. You know, we just had a good time just being with family and, and uh, some friends and just enjoyed it. Nice, and now, nice. we're, now we're actually just trying to get our our Florida feet back under us because we've been so busy since we've been down here. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice, 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 nice. Yeah, um, it has. I guess, gosh, man, um, been a month since we were on these airwaves. And uh, like you, I think my adventure started in November, uh, right before Thanksgiving. Um, I took a trip back to our old stomping ground and uh, ended up, uh, you know, things taking a uh, uh, change of events that we were not anticipating because my dad passed over the holidays. And uh, so we, you know, were planning. I had planned to go back. I left a week uh, before Thanksgiving, uh, headed back to E-Town. And uh, due to the fact that my dad was in the hospital and and uh, my wife, we talked about it. And she thought, well, maybe you ought to go back and, uh, you know, help out, see what's going on, that type of thing. So I left a week before Thanksgiving and ended up staying there uh, until a week before Christmas. 
Um, so, um, you know, um, even though my dad had been sick for a while, uh, things progressed to the point to where, um, you know, we knew that like, you know, things are getting to that point to where, um, you know, we're going to have to plan for something else. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's what happened. And, uh, so he passed on the 3rd of December, um, his services was on the 8th and then I stayed around another week, uh, just to, you know, help my mom with the transition and, and getting used to a life that's, uh, now her new normal. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's a new normal for us as well because the patriarch is no longer there. And so, uh, so I, I stayed around for another week, uh, got back, had a week to get ready. And then we took off, uh, to Ghana, uh, for Christmas and just got back yesterday. So uh, if you, uh, if my voice sounds like, man, he sounds like he's a little tired tonight. Yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh. It is an experience that I think if you are of the melanated persuasion, um, I think that is an adventure you need to undertake is to go to the continent and uh, and be around uh, where your roots are. Um, yeah. At, tell us about tell us about that, man. What, what well, was it like? Wow. So um, we uh, we originally left. Our, we're planning to leave the day after Christmas. The daughter came in and. Uh, we were planning to leave day after Christmas, but we had a blizzard come through and that delayed our trip by a day. So we ended up leaving on the 27th and uh, flew from here to D.C., from Colorado to D.C., D.C. to Accra. And uh, we had a host, uh, our host, we've known her for, gosh, 20 plus years. She is Ghanaian, not even though she lives in the States now, but she was our host for the entire time there. And just took us in eight days. I mean, she showed us, gosh, I mean, so much stuff. Uh, in eight days, we were busy every day from sunup to sundown, uh, seeing something, taking in the the attractions of the of the city, of the countryside. But it was um, it was interesting. Uh, being surrounded by black people twenty four seven, you know. Mm. Every day, uh, you know, it's like, uh, I mean, occasionally you would see um, some white person there, but some of those people you saw, they may have been South Africans. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but the billboards all around Accra and the cities outside of Accra, all black faces on the billboards. I mean, it was strange, man. Um, and cultural endeavor cult. Yes, it was, um, like, wow. And you felt, uh, you felt at peace, you know, you felt at peace because, um, you know, even though Ghana is relatively safe, you know, they have a lot of petty crime robberies and pickpocketing and stuff like that. Um, and we didn't see a lot of police presence, even though the national police were around, uh, you, you felt safe, man, walking, uh, around the city, uh, walking through the markets, uh, even though, you know, you had to watch yourself, but for the most part, you were surrounded by people that looked like you every day, 24, seven, eight hours a day, 24, seven, you know, all day, um, people who looked like you were, that's who you saw. Mm-hmm. And so, um, just the history 
that is there. I mean, that that was it for me, man. Uh, our very first day after we got our bearings and our host picked us up at our uh, we stayed at an Airbnb that belonged to her daughter. So we we rented her Airbnb for the time we were there. So she picked us up in the morning. She provided a driver for us uh, to take us around the city. And it was um, us, her, and then our neighbors in the apartment down below. Uh, one lady from, was from Atlanta, and the other lady was from Colorado Springs. <laughs> so huh. so we, we had a great time. Uh, we traveled together the whole time we were there. But uh, the very first day we got our bearings, um, she wanted us to, to get involved in the history uh, that is in Ghana. And so the very first day we were there, we went to the W.B. Du Bois Museum, uh, which W.B. Du Bois, he ended up living in Ghana, I think the last few years of his life. Right. So the house that he lived in, they've converted it into a museum. So that was very interesting to, to walk through that house and see the places where W.E. Du Bois had been. Uh, a lot of his books and works and things, he they were still there in the house. They've been very well preserved. And uh, just to get the history of his life, what he did while he was in Ghana, um, it was just eye-opening. And then from there, we went to the uh, Dr. Kwame Nkrumah uh, Museum and uh, Memorial Park. And Dr. Nkrumah was the guy who brought Ghana, Ghana to independence. So I'm like, wow, this is eye-opening. And uh, I mean, just, uh, oh, man, it was just, history is unfolding before your eyes is, 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 is what this was. Uh, because you you found the rest of the story to a lot of pieces of things that you may have heard, but when you actually see things that you've read in books about uh, you know African history on the continent, it's like wow, okay, here it is, it's it's right here, and so that was our first day, man, just visiting historical places and uh, taking in the the culture the. The, the the history of these particular areas that we went to, and so from there it just it, we just kept building on it. So, I think the highlight of our trip was going to Cape Coast and visiting the uh, the fort. It's actually a fort uh, mm-hmm. to where the slaves were shipped out uh, from West Africa, going to the you know going to the Americas and various other places where that were countries that were involved in the slave trade. And so we we saw the conditions in which uh, you know the slaves were housed. I mean, it it like it made you think. A lot of people were crying, but my wife and I were like, no, it doesn't make you cry. It pisses you off. It's what it does to see that how could someone else treat another human being the way these people treated these people. And so this fort was built um, by Africans. And it was the where a lot of the the, the ships from uh, Europe came uh, to do not just slave trading, but they did a lot of other trading there. And so we walked through the fort, saw the the slave quarters, the dungeons, basically what they call them. It was a dungeon uh, to where they housed female and male slaves. 
Um, it, it was just appalling, man, when you when you saw it. And then we went all through the dungeons and then you come out to a area and walk down this path and you go out the door of no return. Mm-hmm. So once the slaves went out that door, that was it. They they have been taken from their homeland. So what uh, the government of Ghana has done, uh, some descendants of of slaves that have come back to visit Ghana, now they've created a door of return. So you go through that door and basically you can return to the motherland or the homeland. You can return to that. So you go through that door and you, you can return. So the government of Ghana has set that up. But it's very moving uh, when the guy's explaining how the slaves were processed and then they were led down. It was like a cobblestone walk. And then you walked out the door. There's the ocean, and the ships were right there. They loaded on the ships and gone. Yeah. And so very moving. Uh, like I said some people were crying. They had tears in their eyes. But we're like, you know, this pisses us off that people were treated like this, and uh, you know, just stripped of everything, man. Right. And uh, so that was, I think, the highlight uh, of our trip was going out to the fort and and seeing that. And getting a history lesson from um, the guy who walked us through the fort. Uh, he was the nephew of our, our host. So he was very well, um, very knowledgeable of, of everything that had that took place in the fort. Pretty much everybody that we met at these historical sites, they were quite knowledgeable of 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 African history and, and you know what went on at the particular place where we were. They were very knowledgeable. Yeah. And so we picked up some books, uh, brought a lot of books back. Um, just just me. It was it was great because I'm a history person. So it was great. And then the food, man. Oh, gosh, man, I tell you, I eat so much. It's not funny. Uh, <laughs> I mean, every day it was just something different. And she was turning us on to all these new dishes, Ghanaian dishes that were just some people thought they were too spicy. Some of them were, but for me, they were good. And I'm not a person who likes spicy food, but a lot of these dishes, the rice, the fish, the chicken, a lot of rice, uh, uh, chicken, fish, not a lot of beef. Um, There were not a lot of beef in their diet, uh, but a lot of fish, a lot of chicken, different types of fish, um, grilled vegetables, that type of thing, fruit. Uh, we ate so many plantains, man. I, I mean, I mean, fried plantains, boiled plantains. I mean, just they were they were they were uh, decadent. I mean, they were just fantastic. Mm-hmm. And so and then meeting people, talking to people um, from Ghana, I met a lot of a couple of brothers from Nigeria. Uh, we were at a function. Uh, New Year's Eve, and uh, that was a, a spectacle in itself uh, because the uh, young lady who put on the New Year's Eve uh, uh, event uh, in Accra is an ambassador. She's the daughter of the lady who was our host. So we got invited to this um, New Year's Eve spectacular that they had in Black Star Square. Now, being a history person, um, you were aware, you know, that uh, Marcus Garvey wanted to start the Black Star Line. 
Right. That was it. Right. So we were in Black Star Square in Accra on New Year's Eve. And uh, it was really cool, man. They had a lot of bands and uh, African rappers. And I mean, it was just amazing. And at midnight, huge firework display. And then uh, their New Year's Eve starts on New Year's Eve. It doesn't end until January the 2nd. Oh, okay. So we're going from January, December the 31st. We didn't finish till around, I think it was around 2 o'clock in the afternoon on January the 2nd, <laughs> you know, celebrating wow. the New Year. So um, we went to that function in Black Star Square. That went on till about, oh gosh, I don't know what time we got home from that. Had a quick, quick time to change clothes, get back on another bus, go to the next event where we had the opportunity to meet and shake hands with the president of Ghana. Oh, so, wow. That's awesome. Yeah, so we met the president of Ghana. He came around and greeted every person in our party, wished him a happy new year, shook our hands. And that was awesome. <laughs> that was yeah. awesome. And then uh, from there, we went to uh, had another dinner uh, later that day. And then where we were, um, there are 10 regions in Ghana. We visited three of the regions. We were in Accra. We went to Cape Coast is where the, the slave fort was, that part of Ghana. And then we went to Kamase, which is where the primary people who live in that area are the Asante people. Mm-hmm. So at this dinner we had that night, the king came to the dinner. And so this young lady who is the daughter of our host, she's an ambassador. She invited the king to come and speak to our party, uh, be a guest at the dinner and everything. So that was really cool, too. So we didn't get to shake hands with him, but uh, he came to the dinner, spoke to the group, was just a happy new year. And then he stayed for about maybe 30 minutes or so. And then he said it was time for him to take his leave. So he and his his staff left and, and went to wherever they were going. And so we ate. And then after that, there was another party. <laughs> and that party didn't end until about that was a, sometime in the morning. And then uh, they had a DJ for that one. So uh, but it was right uh, right on the river. Uh, where we were. And so, man, just, just a fantastic new year, the way to bring the new year in. That was, that was, that was strenuous. I must say it was very, strenuous, <laughs> you know, well, to keep sounds going. exciting. Yeah, it was very exciting. And so exciting. Uh, we rested up and then uh, the next day we were back on the trail and uh, it, we ended up in the uh, Kamasi area of, of Ghana. And that's where the Asante people, they, they inhabit that area. But the highlight of that day was we uh, hiked through an actual rainforest. Uh, and I can't remember the, the – it starts with a K. I can't remember that. I think it's Karok. Uh, uh, it's National Park. But inside that park is a – the bulk of the park is a rainforest. So we hiked um, quite a bit of the rainforest. And, uh, you know, the guy was telling us all about the rainforest um, – the area it encompasses, uh, what it's primarily used for, how the how it the rainforest benefits the people that live in that area, and then he told us about all the animals that were in the rainforest <laughs> that you've been hiking through. That we've been hiking through. We didn't see any because I think there were so many of us. But uh, he's pointing out all the animals that are in the thing, elephants and 
and no lions in them, but there were bears, uh, pythons, cobra, different types of cobras, uh, mambas. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> like, <laughs> so yeah, so we're gonna take a hike, and uh, and then when you got to a certain point, you could walk across this 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 bridge that had been in this park forever, but it was like a um, what do they call those type of bridge? A canopy type bridge. And I'm like, I'm not walking across this thing because I want, I don't like heights and I'm not doing it. Well, my wife sent this. She's like, oh, I want to do it. I want to do it. So we hike and get to the point to where the bridge is, but the line to go across the bridge is almost two hours long. Oh, wow. So our hike, you know, we were hot as hell. It was sweating. It was 90 plus degrees there, man. Cause we're there in the summertime. So it was hot. We're hiking through there. We got on regular sneakers and, and, and shorts. And I'm like, luckily, nothing bit our behinds and nothing like that. <laughs> but I'm like, man, all I need to see is a snake crawl out from something. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But uh, luckily, we didn't see or hear one animal the whole time. And the guy said, yeah, there's a lot of people here. So the animals are probably like, they ain't, they ain't coming out. But uh, that was the highlight of that day was, I mean, this this rainforest, I mean, an actual rainforest. You could you could tell it because it was humid as hell in there. A lot of moisture. I mean, just whew, it was hot. Mm-hmm. So we turned around once we got to where the bridge was and made our way back down. So a lot of it was hiking uphill, you know, to get to where this bridge was. And so we didn't get to do the bridge. So we hiked back down, uh, got some water, got back in our van and, and headed back toward Accra. And uh, we spent the night um, in in Kamasi before we went to Accra the next day. But we spent the night, uh, hit a couple of the markets. The markets there are just amazing. Uh, hustle, bustle. Uh, there's a market everywhere. But uh, picked up some, some nice things, man, in the market, some handmade stuff. We went to where they actually, uh, in Kamasi, they actually uh, do the kente by hand. So we got to go to where they and see them actually do kente cloth by hand. So that was really cool to see them do that. And talked to a lot of the people uh, in the in the village uh, that were there. And it beats amazing, man. A lot of people, they got on Laker jerseys and, <laughs> and uh, all the sports stars in the U.S. A lot of these guys had on the jerseys from our sports stars. Stars and they were like, you know, they want to talk sports and whatnot. So, now, did you but, have a uh, interpreter or did you need one? Well, our our host. Your, your host here's the thing, daughter? man. Yeah, well, the 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 mom that's her was her okay. mom. She was our host, and so she spoke five different dialects, uh, Ghanaian dialects, and there's more than that. Okay, but she spoke uh, five, and then our driver. He did not speak the same dialect that she did, but when they needed to talk to each other, they communicated in English. <laughs> okay, so they spoke English, but you know, um, down around Accra, she spoke one dialect, and then when we got to Kamasi, that area, it was a different dialect, and some people that she met, she was able to communicate with them. She spoke some of that dialect. And then she said she spoke five fluently, but I'm like, oh, my God, how do you keep track of this? Right. <laughs> so we learned about, I think, three words. We learned uh, good morning or hello. 
a welcome, and then thank you. And she said, if you can learn these three words, you'll be fine. And so we was able to to use those three words, and uh, we, we did fine. So she was our go-between. Uh, we were in the markets. She's doing the haggling for us. If we saw something we liked, and they say, oh, yes, it's da-da-da-da. She's like, no. <laughs> she would take no. She said, this is what they're paying for it. And some some people got mad because she knew exactly, you know, the deal. And so she right. was negotiating for us. They'd be getting mad at her and whatnot. But uh, she stood her ground. And uh, But, yeah, she looked out for us. I, there's no way we could have went there by ourselves and navigated all the things that we did without her being there. It was just too much, too much. And we wouldn't have known where to go or what to do, that type of thing. So right. she knew where the restaurants were. She knew where all the best markets were and uh, just navigated us uh, through there, man, and uh, and made the trip really, really uh, what it came to be. It was just it was an awesome experience. And so um, I think the last day, a couple of days we were there. Uh, we were in Kamase and we spent two days there and then made our way back um, early or late, late Thursday because we left Friday, Friday night. So we, we got back around three, four o'clock Thursday afternoon uh, to Accra. And uh, she took us to a couple of museums that she wanted us to go to. And we did that and then uh, had dinner that night. And then we started repacking our stuff. And I uh, got on a plane Friday night at 10 o'clock, leaving Accra and uh, headed back toward the good old U.S. of A. So, but uh, it was enlightening. It was very enlightening, man. Um, yes, it's, it's, it would have been nice. I know that I've gone through Ancestry.com and know that um, part of my family is from Ghana. Okay. And from... Uh, the Ivory Coast, and we've got some Norwegian in our family also. Okay, so okay. it would be nice if we could have, if I could be, if I was able to trace back my ancestry back to Ghana. Yeah. But like like most American history or Black American history, you can only trace back so far unless you have somebody that is um, an expert in knowing how to do that and have the resources to to do that. As far back as I could trace in my family on my dad's side is back to like 1842. Okay. When my, oh gosh, my probably great, great, great grandfather left Kentucky and went to New Orleans. Okay, but that's as far as I could get back because the problem that we have is that when you get to certain parts of the country, if you go and look up census records, census records don't tell you names of people after a certain time period. They only have ages and they only have uh, numbers for, for, for slaves or whatnot. So you'd have to be keenly aware that um, this slave was this age and belonged to this person, okay? And so you have to figure out who the person that owned that that slave and then find out how you can connect 
that age of that person, that slave to the owner and whatnot. Right, so right. it's very, very difficult to do. While most people who come to this country that aren't like us, um, most of them can trace their ancestry back because of, you know, um, Ellis Island, right, right. from Asia, you got Angel Island in San, off of San Francisco or whatnot. Um, but we can't, you know, right, we, right. we are handcuffed because of that. Right. And it would have been nice to know um, that I, I could be able to find that. But, yeah. you know, if I did more digging, I could, but Ancestry is so damn expensive, mm-hmm. you know, that uh, it's tough to do that. And I just haven't been able to get back into that. So yeah, it would have yeah. been nice. Yeah. Yeah. You you could see, man, that, that was one of the things when we're going around, you know, seeing a lot of these historical places and artifacts, that type of thing. You can see the effects that colonization had there in Ghana and and, and a lot of other places uh, in, in, in West Africa, uh, because, like you said, the people were stripped. They they didn't know they didn't know anything about because families were split up and whatnot. And so one of the things we found, and you may know this as well, you know, because you're a history buff, history professor and things, is that when Ghana was fighting for independence, I think in 19 in the 60s, I think it was mm-hmm. uh, when uh, Kwame Nkrumah was leading that effort. Not only did he want independence for Ghana, he wanted to bring all of Africa together. And what we found was that there was a coup initiated against him. And who was involved in that? The United States government. Of course. They helped to overthrow him. And he went into exile in Guinea. And he actually died in Guinea. And uh, we found that there they brought his body back uh, to uh, to bury him. He's buried there in Ghana in this memorial park named after him. But we found that the United States, particularly the CIA, uh, was involved in uh, this coup that led to his ouster. And primarily because he was seeking to bring all of Africa together. You know, and uh, we've seen throughout history, every time someone has an idea to try to bring people together, they end up getting taken out. And you, you, we saw it there, man. And and I don't know what it is, man, with folks wanting to burn people's homes down, their communities down when they don't like the way that certain people respond to them. But we were in the this Asante area of of, of Ghana, and the the uh, the British, they wanted the Asante people to turn over uh, certain things that were important to their culture, and it, it was a lot of gold in this particular area. And the king said, "No, I'm not. I'm not turning this over." So what did they do? They burnt down. Uh, this particular area of Kamasi, where the Asante people, they burn it to the ground. What do we see happening in this country? You got Tulsa. You've got a lot of these other black 
communities because people felt a certain way about the people living there. They burnt people out. And so we saw the same thing over there, man. There, there is a, there is a, you can, you feel it. You feel that like, man, these people went through the same thing we did in America, you know, having to deal with Jim Crow and slavery and everything else. Colonization did the same thing to the people over there. And so there's a kinship, man. You, you, you feel it and it makes you angry. It made us angry to, to see a lot of this stuff. And, you know, even though Ghana is, they're independent, they have a democratic government, a lot of poverty there, a lot of poverty. As you're riding uh, through the city or through the countryside, you see a lot of poverty, man. And so uh, that was just like, man, it, it, it made you angry that uh, a lot of the remnants of colonization are still affecting the people in that country. And just as though the vestiges of Jim Crow and slavery and and all the other foolishness that has gone on this country as it pertains to us black Americans here, we still feel that we 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 there's still remnants of that that affect us to this day. And so for people to try to change the course of history and don't want people to read certain books to learn about things, to me it's after being there, it's appalling, man, that for whatever reason, you've got an issue with you've got an issue with black history. You don't have a problem with anybody else's history, but you have a problem with black history. And uh, it was good that we were there, man, because a lot of them said, like, you know, hey, we we do share. We have a kinship with each other. You black Americans and us Africans, we have a kinship. Can't deny it. Can't deny it. And a lot of the things they went through that affected them and how they move within the world now, it affected us the same way. And it's how we move and navigate in the world now. So we felt that, man. We saw it. And that's one of the things that was eye opening. It's like, this is a damn shame that uh, that this went on uh, there and what's gone on here. And so. um that's that's one of the very like you know, important things that we came away with is, yeah, we 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 are one to an extent. We are one. Uh, we we share a lot of the same things. So, uh, very eye opening. Uh, I I want to go back. Um, and we said, yeah, we got to come back. Uh, because th- th- you can't see everything that you need to see in eight days. We saw a lot, but you probably need at least a month there. To mm-hmm. take to take in, you know, like I said, we were only in three of the ten regions. So, mm-hmm. but what we saw with from those three regions was like, wow, this is a lot. So uh, to do those other seven regions and just take in more of the flavor of the country, the people, mm-hmm. very friendly, very kind. Um, you know, a lot of the mark vendors in the markets, they were pushy. I had to, I had to get into this. Me and this guy like, dude, leave me alone. I mean, he was just like <laughs> pestering the hell out of me, man. Brother, 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 I got, I got some shirts, man. Brother, come on. I'm like, man, no, <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm not interested right now. He, and then he touched me like, dude, I was like, man, come on. So a lot, a lot of, but most of the people we met, they were very friendly, hospitable, kind 
they were glad to see you and ask, hey, where are you from in America, blah, blah, blah. And believe it or not, man, there were tons of black Americans there. A lot of people from the States. We met people from everywhere who would come for the holidays and, and we're spending time there. So uh, people are going there. They're coming to visit. Some people are coming to live there. Uh, so but we did see poverty. Um, you know, you'd see a nice but I you know, you look at the houses you and I have here in the States those houses there in Ghana, we'd see them and everybody that, that, you know, had a very nice home. They lived behind a gated community. They, there was a gate. You had to be let in. There was a guard at the gate, a uh, guard company. They would let you in the gate and then you go into their home. Uh, one of the guys who was our driver, man, he had an awesome home. Him, his wife and two kids. Awesome home. And he was an architect. So he built this house. But it was gorgeous, man. But you walked out of his house, out of his gate, and the road in front of his house, it was unpaved. It was dirt. Mm-hmm. You know, and then across the street, there was a shack. I mean, we're like, what the hell? So he explained, he's like, yeah. We're like, why don't you guys pave your roads? And he said, well, the people in the community have to get together and pay for the road to be paved. And I'm like, this is insane, hmm. you know. But his so the, gover- the government's not going to take care of it for him. No. The city's not going to take care. You're on your own. You can have on a lavish house, right? Right. And the the public uh, utilities and the thoroughfares is up to up to the individuals. Yeah, not up to yeah, not up to par. You know, yeah, they're not up to par, man. They they had some of the worst roads I ever seen in my life, man. We were driving. I forgot where we were going. And the guy hit a pothole. And whoever was in the back, they literally got thrown up to the roof of the van. I mean, that's how hard he hit that pothole. He said, oh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. It's like, man, these roads are terrible. And we're zigzagging to miss potholes. I mean, so you'd be on a, a finished road. And then you go a couple of miles. And then the road would turn to dirt. Dirt, yeah. And it's like... What is going on, you know? And uh, one of the cool things, man, this is cool. We got up to go to the slave fort. We're supposed to left that Saturday morning around 6 o'clock to beat the traffic and the crowds that were going to be at the fort. Well, the driver was late. And so our host, she was mad. By the time she got to pick us up, she was hot because this guy told her he was going to be there to pick her up pick us up and be on the road. Well, he didn't show up. So her daughter, the ambassador, she got us a police escort (laughs) all the way (laughs) to the damn fort. So here we are going down the road. We're zigzagging in and out of traffic, following this cop on a motorcycle. He's weaving in and out of traffic. This car we're in, we're weaving in and out of traffic. I'm sitting in the front seat and I'm scared to death. It's like, man, we're getting <laughs> killed out here. You know, because he's weaving in and out of traffic, blowing his horn, honking. I'm like, this is insane. But the whole time we were there, we didn't see one traffic accident. Hmm. Not one traffic accident. The way they drive is just like, they just go. 
And there were stoplights and stop signs, but they, for the most part, they were ignored. Yeah. And we're like, man, we're going to get killed. <laughs> you know? And these guys, they blow their horns and say, hey, I'm coming. Get out of my way. And they just go. But we had a police escort all the way to the coast and all the way back. And uh, we got down there in no time. Uh, but that's, <laughs> that's, right. that's how powerful her daughter is when uh, she's an ambassador to the president. Mm. So she arranged that for us. We're like, man, if we had had to wake us, they had police checkpoints. Uh, you go so far, they had a police checkpoint. So they would say, why are the cops stopping people? It's like, well, they're checking registration and all this type of thing. But, man, our cop friend, he'd blow his horn, turn on his siren, and we just go. Followed him where he's weaving it out. We're following him weaving out. I'm like, oh, my God. I mean, we're doing about 60, 70. You know, we're flying. And I'm like, man, we're going to get killed out here because this is crazy. You know? But uh, it was fun. It was fun, man. Everybody was on pins and needles in their car because I'm like, oh, God, here comes a bus. And they would pass traffic. Oh, no, they get in the other lane and pass a string of cars, and here comes traffic coming right at you. But the cop, he's waving them to the other side of the road, and we just kept going. And I'm like, this is crazy. Man. But that's – her daughter arranged that, so we're very appreciative of that. And so we got to the fort in minimal time, got got in there, and so it was really cool. So yeah, now, now, did her daughter go, uh, no, go to her school daughter, in the States or anything? What now? Uh, Did your daughter go to the go to any schools in the states or visited her parents? Uh, yeah, her daughter. Her here? daughter actually lives in uh, L.A. Her daughter lives in L.A. Oh, but okay. She, but but she travels to Ghana quite a bit because she's an ambassador for the president. So she's over there a lot more than her mom is. Mm-hmm. And so she has a teenage daughter uh, who travel who went on a lot of the tours with us. But they live in L.A. And so she arranged everything uh, the whole time we were there, the New Year's Eve extravaganza, a lot of the other parties, the dinners. Uh, she arranged that. Her and her team arranged that. And I, she's probably still over there because she had some other projects that she was working on. Uh, but uh, very well loved by the people there. Um, she's she's a household name in, in Ghana. So she was kind enough to include us, um, you know, in a lot of the things that went on because we're like, she said, yeah, you're going to get to meet, get to meet the president. We're like, what? Like, yeah, you're going to get to meet the president. And lo and behold, went to his residence, man. We're in his freaking residence. Oh, wow. He, he, he and his wife come out. And his wife was already there. She greeted us when we came. And then we were all setting, uh, setting in the, uh, I guess we could consider the, the waiting area in, in his living room, one of several living rooms that he had. And then uh, we all stood up when he came in and he walked around to every person, shook our hands, welcomed us to Ghana. And, uh, you know, we said, Happy New Year, Mr. Mr. President. And it was really cool, man. And then we went and had dinner. Um, no, so great. yeah, it was really cool. And, uh, one night, one of the guys who was our driver, the guy who had the, had built the house, he was an architect. He was our driver one day. And so when we got back to, uh, Kumase, the Kumase area, um, we went to his house and his wife cooked dinner for us. 
I mean, just cooked dinner for us on the spur of the moment, cooked dinner for us, invited us to dine with them in their home. I mean, the people were just very friendly, man, hospitable, uh, just welcomed you in, man. It was it was like, this is nice. This is nice. And so they like, please come back. To, you know, we told them how long we were staying. Like, well, you have to come back. It's like, yeah, we will. <laughs> we will have to come back. You know. Yeah, that's cool. We that's will cool. have to come back. Uh, so I'm grateful that we had. Sounds exciting. Sounds exciting. It was, man. man. It was. That's yeah. awesome. It was very exciting. And yeah. uh, I don't know when we're going to go back, but uh, we are going to go back. And not in the summertime, because, man. <laughs> So you got to flip it. So it's summer there now. The, you're going to have to go back in the spring or, uh, or yeah. a, a late winter. Yeah, they only have winter. two seasons. They only have yeah. two seasons. Uh, and so he said, uh, one of the guys told us, the hottest month of the year is March. So he said, you need to come sometime from now until March is their uh, dry season. But mm-hmm. March is the hottest at all the time. And then from April, I think, until I forgot when it is, then the rains start coming. Uh, and it doesn't rain every day, but you've got to stretch in there to where it's just cool. Uh, so we're like, we got to come during that time because, man, it was hot. It was 90 some degrees and humid. And uh, we're sweating, and it's like, oh, Lord. <laughs> and then some places didn't have AC, man. So you can imagine what that was like. Oh, yeah. 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 But, it kind of uh, reminded me, we went, when we went to Cartagena okay. on, on our um, cruise, we stopped there. We were there for two days. Okay. And um, we went by uh, the National Aviary. Where they had, you know, all the birds and stuff right, like right, that, right. and it, it was really, really hot there too. Ooh. I'm talking about smoking hot in Colombia, and like you said, it is similar to the fact that, you know, we left the port and we went to the aviary. It's like a 45 minute to an hour drive to get the get to get to the aviary, and we were dodging potholes. The driver. <laughs> The driver was hitting these big potholes, and we were going around. We went from a street to dirt, from dirt to street, yep, yep. passed through these little cities, man. That yep, you know, yep. it was it was poverty and yep, stuff like yep, that. Yep. But once we got at the aviary, it was just neat to see the different birds and stuff like that. You know, it's kind of okay. neat. And the, and the person that was our, um, uh, the driver or the uh, guide. He did a great job of explaining things, you know, and so on. So just to see all these birds, everything from, you know, we saw a big ass condor to, oh, wow. to uh, toucans, you name it. We saw birds that were just, you name it, we saw it. Wow. And then we had another tour when we got to Curacao. This, um, we went to a, a cave and you know, did did the cave thing and. Little did I know that Curacao has an Air Force base on it. Really? Didn't know that. Hmm. And this Air Force base had been there since World War II hmm. and has uh, always been there. There's Marines there. There's Air Force people there. And they've been there since World War II, and they're there to protect the island. Wow. You know, because it's, the island is Dutch. Okay. 
And uh, yeah, we would. They were there to prevent the Germans from coming and taking taking over the island back in World War Two. Wow. And the, and the base was still active. You know, there's still soldiers that were there. So that was kind of neat. And they had the longest runway in one of the in the entire Caribbean. I'm like, I can see that. I'm sure they had some B-52s or something. Absolutely. Yeah. C-5, uh, C-5s. Yeah, yeah C-5s, C-17s. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they fly in there. So wow. it was, was kind of neat. We were wow. there for, we were in Curacao for a couple of days. We were there for, um, we went to Cartagena. We were there for a couple of days. We were in Curacao for a couple of days. Okay. So and what's Car- Colombia? Oh, go ahead. Uh, Colombia, Curacao was in Colombia. Okay. And so we didn't venture out too far. That's why I was getting ready to ask. <laughs> because, um, you know, I mean, you just didn't know. Right, right. And the weird thing is that when we went to the aviary, you know, some of the um, uh, emus and so on that were at the aviary used to be owned by these drug dealers. But all the, a lot mm. of the drug dealers had been arrested and had all these exotic animals, birds and mm. so on. And so they turned these birds over to the National Aviary so that they could keep you know, right, right, keep up right. on the birds and so on. So right, right. we didn't travel too far, but Curacao was totally different in the fact that it was more open. Um, uh, we were there for a couple days. Okay. We got there. We went over to the uh, one of the islands, and they have all these. We were there before. They have all these uh, locks. They call them the locks of love, hmm. and we're where people, they have three hearts, one big heart and two small hearts. And people would go buy a lock, lock it up, and they would throw the key away so that their love would never be uh, broken. Okay. And so Lynn and I got a lock because we remember it from before. So we went there, got a lock, and uh, got a lock and put it on there, did that. That night, and it was Christmas time, so they had all the Christmas holidays, uh, all the decorations were going on. Um, we went back that evening, went back to the ship, ate dinner, went back out because they had a party right there at the old fort. Okay. And so we went back at the old fort, and it was like, you know, it was like a nighttime bazaar. You know, people were selling things, and they had um, four or five different venues playing music from anywhere from one individual jazz artist playing to a DJ right across from this this bridge that is a a pontoon bridge that moves back and forth. Mm-hmm. So it was really it was really neat. Um, got a good history on it, you know, and all the houses are painted different colors and so on. You know, all these odd colors. No house is painted the same next to one another. They all has to be different colors and so on like that. So it was it was really, really neat. Um Lynn and I said, you know what, we could we could actually live here. <laughs> wow. I mean, you know, it, it was that in in Curacao, they have a mixture of indigenous people, African people, 
and there's um, Spanish, Venezuelan. Um, there's a whole bunch of people there. They have several dialects there also. And the one lady that was our tour guide, because we went to the, the back cave, uh, she said that um, they got their local language is a combination of, of African language and Spanish and Portuguese kind of blended together, mm. you know, so it, it was neat. We had a, we had a great time. Uh, this 12 day cruise, it you know, seemed like it's the longest cruise we've ever been on. Seemed like it would get bored, but it was, there was nothing to be bored about. Cause we had like five different stops. Wow. We spent, we spent a couple nights in two different places. Uh, and you know, when, at the end of the 12 days, it didn't seem like we were there for 12 days. So nice. real neat. Met a lot of good people on, on board uh, the ships. Met some good, got got new friends that we, we've come across. And we've, we've met people that we had met before on different cruises. Oh, that's cool. You know, so it was really, really nice. So we, cool. we like that. We would like to go back sometime. Yeah. So what's Aruba like? I've heard all good things about Aruba. <laughs> you know, um, this is the second time that we've gone to Aruba. The first time it was, you know, you get off the boat and there wasn't a lot there. It's, 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 it's some of it is desert-like, mm. but you don't know it. And we didn't do any excursions or anything, but the town itself, they had transformed it to be very welcoming. Mm. They, had, they had put in um, some docks and some pleasure boats were there. Uh, they had like a boardwalk. They had like a little um, uh, like little mall area. Uh, it, it was it was nice. It was mm. it was really nice. Okay. Um, we'll have to go back sometime and, and do some excursions, but you know, we don't tend to do a lot. Right, right. When it comes to that, we'll get off the boat and we'll walk around. That's that's kind of our thing, you know. We don't do too many excursions. Like going to the aviary was the first excursion we had been been on in many years. Wow. But Aruba was it was it was really neat. Uh, it had grown so much. Uh, yeah. You can you could see a little bit of the poverty, a little bit. But they had built it up so much that it's uh, kind of like a miniature version of Key West. Okay. Okay. Yeah, kind of like a miniature version of Key West. So it was it was nice. Okay. And then once again, different languages, different cultures, different you know, um, uh, different folks from all over the world kind of lived there, and it was it was we 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 would like to go back sometime. So we'll see. Mm, yeah. We'll see if we can get back there. Yeah, Real nice. Yeah. No, it sounds awesome. Now, I, have, I have a question for I was thinking yeah. about this when we were in uh, Aruba. When we were at Etown High School, we had a foreign exchange student yes. that, that lived, maybe they lived with the Mormons or somebody. I don't remember her name. Uh, but she was uh, she was black and she yes. was from, she was from, where was she from? Barbados. Barbados. Yeah, her Barbados. name was uh, Sharon, because she dated Bob Weathers. 
Oh, is that right? <laughs> yeah, she, she dated Bob Weathers while she was there. Her name was Sharon. I can't remember her last name, but yeah, she was she was exchange student from Barbados. I know exactly. She was in our class, about. right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't yeah, know if she yeah. she she was she was there the same time same we year were. That we were there, right? She was right. a. I think she may have when she came, because though Bob uh, Bob Weathers he graduated with um, senior, well, right? Yeah. So yeah. that they were sophomores. So we were seniors. Yes. She was a sophomore. So yeah, Sharon. I think her name was Sharon. Can't remember her last name, but yeah, she was from Barbados. Okay. Yep. Now who did she stay with? Do you remember? She stayed. Yes, yeah, she stayed with. Uh, I think she stayed with Miss Mormon. I think she stayed. Yeah, with that's Mr. what Fred. I thought. That's yep. what I thought. Yeah, I can see her face as plain as day. I think her first name was Sharon, but don't remember her last name. And she had okay. an afro. She had a she had yep. an afro, and yeah, yeah. But her her uh, she she was while she was there, she was sort of uh, you know hanging with uh, Bob Weathers, and uh, but yeah, she she came and fit right into the community, man. Fit right into the community. I know exactly who you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, because that's when, when I was in Aruba. I I said I, I need to ask Wayne. Yeah who she was because I knew that we had a foreign exchange because usually foreign exchange students have already or just about graduated mm-hmm. high school from where mm-hmm. they are. Yeah. And so I think technically she was kind of in our class, but not in our class. Right. That makes right. Sense. right. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. She, she may have been classified as a uh, senior as a, as a, yeah, she may have been a senior, but she was in, I think that class, with uh with my wife and everything that okay. that class i think she was in there because uh, my wife knows who she was if i ask her she'll remember her name but i thought her first name was sharon okay but i can't remember her last name but i know exactly who you're talking about yeah everybody was yeah. like wow we got an exchange student and uh she was no, quite I attractive know, yeah. i didn't know what an exchange student was yeah she was quite <laughs> attractive mm-hmm. and uh she, i mean yeah she was quite attractive and uh you know, caught the eye of a lot of people. So, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. She, she ended up, uh, you know, I guess for the time she was there, she was hanging with uh, with Bob Weathers, man. Okay. <laughs> I remember that that part too. So, all right, all right, yeah, absolutely. All right, yeah. Well, we don't, we don't have much else to really discuss. No, I think. no it's been uh, it's been a whirlwind. I, I I must say, man, the uh, 2023. Glad to see it gone. But we got 2024 to deal with and uh, a lot of the foolishness that's coming. And uh, so I'm just like, man, it was a thing, man. The whole time we were there for those eight days, maybe you guys did the same thing. Didn't hear nothing about no foolishness in America. Didn't hear it. Didn't hear it. You turn on the TV channels there and they they had several channels, but – I didn't watch any news while I was there. And then you get the international flavor. You get more of the world news right. uh, when you're in a foreign country. You, people ain't caring about what's going on in America because all the foolishness that we hear when we're here. Right. But um, it was it was nice to get away from that noise and, and not have to hear it all the time. And it was great, man. But we do know we got foolishness coming down the pike <laughs> this year. Yeah, yeah, and I'm sure that we will, and we will report it. We will oh, talk about it, you know, absolutely. because this is the world in which we live. 
Yeah. You know, we don't get a chance to get out and go places all the time. But when we do, we take advantage of it. And once again, you know, when I was on, when we were on board ship, shit, we we didn't worry about the news or anything like that. We just, we just tried to uh, meet, meet folks. And, Mm -hmm. and uh, that's, that's what we like about cruising. We meet a lot of, it's, it's, it's weird that the second cruise that we were on, we sat down. It was just Lynn and my Lynn and I, and there was a young couple next to us, and then there were three older ladies that was next to us in a different table. And so, as you know, as as we're going through the days, we introduce ourselves. Eventually, we always speak. You know, mm-hmm. come come to find out that in these three older ladies, one of the ladies lived in Indianapolis. Oh, wow. And, you know, and it happens all the time. We always know somebody. She goes, oh, yeah, I, I used to live right across from Southport High School. I went, really? I said, we know where Southport High School is in Perry Township. Goes, oh, yeah, I know where Perry Township is. And when I was Southport High School, I said, I'm on the school board of Perry Township. She goes, oh, really? Yeah. She used to live in Greenwood. She goes, yeah, I used to uh, work for IU. And um, I can't think of the name of the uh, the office building that I was at, but it was in, on Meridian. I said, South Marini, she goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And come to find out that she'd worked for the our, our physician. Wow. And, you wow. know, we had a conversation and she had lived in Southport. We knew all the places that she knew in Greenwood, all the places that we knew, she knew. We knew where we, we knew where she lived. She knew where we lived. Wow. We, had, we had the same people. We had the same friends in some instances. And her sister, who lived in Florida, was with her, and a friend of hers was there. So it's it's amazing that you you come up with these relationships, and we just yeah. kind of kept in track. And she lives in on the Tampa side of Florida, and okay. you know I wished them a happy New Year and Merry Christmas and stuff like that. So we're continuing to keep carry on a conversation. Even though we just met and had a great time on on board the ship, yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. that's what it's about. It is, man. It is. You, we were at this that's dinner for, prior to the New Year's Eve, you know, the fireworks and everything. We had a dinner prior, so we, you know, you you're seated at a table with all these different people, right? So our little group, we were sitting in proximity to each other, but uh, Cynthia, myself. And Danny was at the other end because Danny went with us. Uh, she went with us as well. And so but she was at the other end of the table with another group of people. So we're sitting across and we're this, this couple was sitting across from me, this this guy and, and the girl. She was from Brooklyn, New York, and he was he was Ghanaian. But he'd been living in London for the past 20 years or something like that. Hmm. But he said, I, I come to Ghana, especially during the holidays. He said, I, I come to Ghana just for this night, you know, to, to come down and party and whatnot. His buddy was Nigerian. And so they we struck up a conversation with them. And just so happens uh, they were sportscasters. <laughs> Both of them were sportscasters for uh, some TV station in London. 
And so we start talking about sports, you know, uh, Golden State Warriors. We talked about football, the Broncos, whatever. I mean, we're talking about sports. And uh, then we shifted to music and we start talking about different music and whatnot. And he said, who do you listen to? I said, well, I listen to everything, man. He said, but uh, I, I like uh, Sharday. I'm a big Sharday. He said, oh, yeah, 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 man. And and we start talking about Sharday and everything. And I said, hey, you're from London, right? You live in London. I said, you remember Craig David? He said, oh, wow, you know about Craig David? I said, of course, man. <laughs> so we start talking about Craig David and and I was like, yeah, pretty much he had a hit in a couple of hits in America and left. He said, Craig David is still huge, man, in London. I said, a lot of the people that came to the U.S., broke into the U.S. market, even though Sharday did the same thing. I said, after a while, people, like, they didn't, they, it was like they were dissing Sharday. He said, I know. He said, Sharday is still huge. They're like, mm-hmm. she is huge. In London and other parts of the world, just like Craig David is. I said, yeah, that's a, that's America, man. I said, yeah. that's America. America just throws people to the curb, man. But, but these guys, we start talking about sports and music, and uh, he and his girlfriend, they've been dating for a couple of years, and since he's trying to egg the man on into marrying the girl, <laughs> he's put, putting them on the spot, you know, and he's dodging questions and whatnot. <laughs> And uh, so it was very funny because they said, oh, how long have you guys been been married? We're like 40 years. He's like, 40 years? <laughs> I said, yeah. I said, just about everybody that we grew up with, we all in that 40 range. He's like, what? I said, yeah. So she's looking, the girl's looking, and she's like, hmm. So he's like, well, when are you guys going to settle down? <laughs> and stuff? He didn't want to hear it, man. He didn't. He's dodging and weaving. And it's like, yeah, it's like she she wants that ring, man. But uh, just met a lot of really nice people, man. That's what getting out of your space provides you. Uh, and you come to find out, man, that you have a lot in common. We have a lot in common with each other. Right. We have a lot in common with each other. So I, I encourage, man, anybody listening, if, if you have the opportunity, I say get a passport. Go to Canada, go to Mexico to start, just to say, you know, I'm going to see something different, another country, see how they do things there. You might meet people that become friends for life. You never know. But it takes you it takes you out of your realm that you may have been in for who knows how long. And it puts you in a different environment that you when you see the world from afar, then you start to realize we all have more in common with each other than we realize. That's yeah. that's what I found. That's what I found. And you have found that as well. So we're blessed, man, to be able to uh, to do a lot of the things we've done, you know, and continue to do. So, yes, sir. All right. All right. Well, I think we've uh, we've. Uh... <laughs> Hit this on the head. It was good information. You explaining uh, what your uh, trip to the mother the mother country was like, yeah. and I could only hope that people would um, uh, enjoy listening to that because you know you explain some things that you know people don't get. To, you get to meet the president of a country. You get to right. shake his hand. Uh, no, and I, we ain't met no president awesome. of this country. <laughs> We're like, like, we haven't even met the president of this country. And it, <laughs> I and met, I met two presidents of this country. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, yeah. Yeah. 
Which who which two have you met? I, I've met George W. Bush. Okay. And I've met Bill Clinton. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Shook Bill Clinton's hand, but I guess that's a different story. I, I yeah. felt that the I felt that the the uh, Secret Service were frisking me at the same time that okay. I was shaking his hand. Okay. <laughs> now, I, I saw Bill Clinton. I saw Bill Clinton. He came to the base I was stationed at in Nebraska. He came there. He was there to speak for something. So I saw him, but didn't get a chance to meet him. But we're here in the man's residence. <laughs> we're like his, his yeah. I guess his his sixteen hundred Pennsylvania Avenue yeah. <laughs> his residence, right? And That's the man awesome. comes out and greets every person and shakes their hand, and I'm like, wow, this is crazy. And um, yeah, he's up for uh, I think he's up for reelection this year. He's up for reelection this year. They get ready to have an election. And as we were leaving, we were sitting in the airport, and this guy comes over, starts talking to my daughter, young young um, Ghanaian guy comes over, and he he's taking a survey. He wants to know, hey, how how did you feel about your trip to Ghana? You know, what can we do better? Um, you know, what were some of your experiences? You know, but I mean, he's putting this all down, and he's going to take it back to the tourism minister, and um, you know, see if they can affect some positive change about some of the things we mentioned. So um, it was awesome, man. It was awesome. It was Good. truly awesome. All right. Well, I tell you what, we were, we're going to put an end to this because we could go on and on. Oh, just, yeah. Remember, <laughs> folks, we're just two two local guys from Elizabethtown, Kentucky, living on two different parts of the, of the track that runs through our city. Mm-hmm. And from there, we've been around the world. Yeah, yeah. And we haven't seen the same old song. <laughs> That's right. That's right. All yeah. around the world, same That's song. Right. That's right. Got <laughs> a different it, tune. That's right. And if you, we hope that you tune in to uh, some future uh, broadcasts that we put out there and uh, hope that you are able to uh, reconnect with us. And once again, as, as Wayne said, just get out there and Get a passport and go visit folks and make connections because, you know, this world is small and yep. getting smaller. It's true. And so the more connections that we can make and the more friendships we can make, and maybe we can put it into some of this foolishness that's going on around the world and yep. we'll make this world a better place for everybody. I concur. Like that. With that, I shall say in my broken Italiana, chiliamo dopo. I'll see you later. And I'm going to say Akwaba, which in Ghana, Ghanaian means welcome to the Across the Tracks podcast. We hope to see you uh, joining us uh, soon. We'll be back next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. Same bat channel. All right, all right. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are of those of the individuals and do not reflect on the official policies or positions of any government or corporation.